You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 433. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fennack. Well, bud, having a good week? Having a great week. It's, you know, some weeks are more productive than others, and this is just one of those productive ones where you go to bed and sleep well, not worrying about all the stuff you forgot. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. No, not exactly, but you know. Better, better than some. Must be good. Must be good. I've always, always worrying about stuff I'm forgetting. There's too many things I need to do. But uh, I know you're being run off your feet and you're doing a great job. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I do the best I can. And then the stuff I forget, I just hope you don't find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's uh, jump into um, some, well, it's SEO news. I'm not sure it's not SEO news. Anyway, yeah. why don't you take it away? Yeah, yeah, I put it as non because it's about Yoast. And they're like, well, no, it is a bit more SEO, but I guess the listeners can be the judge. Um, so I guess what's happening now is Yoast will be adopting the Index Now protocol. Um, what's that, you ask? Well, we've talked about it a few times, but not in great detail. But in its simplest form, Index Now is a simple ping so that search engines know that a URL and its content has been added, updated, or deleted, allowing search engines to quickly reflect this change in the search results. So it's just a really simple, fast way to tell search engines something's different. Um, and currently, Bing is involved heavily. Uh, Bing's made a, a WordPress plugin for Index Now, and like a few other uh, search engines like Yandex, and there's stuff going on there too, and whatever. Um, but it, it is being more widely adapted, or it probably will be. And originally, Yoast said they will not be doing it. There's no need for it. He he saw no value in it, figuring that XML sitemap solved the problem for URL discovery, which may be largely be true. true. Yeah, it essentially is true, but maybe Index now just does it better, I guess. We'll really have to wait and see for sure. Um, to start off, uh, it will only be implemented into the premium version, the paid version of the Yoast WordPress plugin, although he does note that depending on how things go, it may be made available in the free versions as well. Um, he had noted that two of the main reasons that they've decided to uh, implement Index now with the plugin is that uh, 
they had heard that some other search engines and systems were implementing it. So I don't know what search engines those are, but perhaps uh, there's a, a bit of Google happening in there somewhere. I don't know. Um, and also it's been changed how it works so that now they only have to ping one endpoint. So I guess, you know, that doesn't really matter to, to me or any users, but I guess the, the fundamentals of the technology is just simpler now. So it's more attractive to people like Yoast to develop um, integration into their plugins. So I mean, Google is testing index now, but yeah, it's not rolled out as far as I can tell. Um, it's, uh, you know, Bing and Yandex are using it and DuckDuckGo. Yeah. There's some game changers there. I shouldn't joke. I, Come, Duck, Duck, Duck is, is doing a good job. I, um, they're, uh, they're slowly taking market share. Maybe it, snail pace, but I mean, it's pretty hard to take anything from Google. You know, I, I should be honest. I think the only time I use DuckDuckGo is when we're recording this podcast and I have to look at something while we're recording. <laughs> I think that's the only time I ever use it. So, but maybe that'll change someday. I don't know at what point we, I guess it would have to be, well, Bing is, is, pretty borderline in terms of we should look at it and probably pay attention to it and they're what 14 percent? what are they at or i don't even think it's that high anymore i haven't checked it in a long time last time i checked i think they were under 10 percent, but that may be that was a while ago now oh how fast can 2. you search 2.47 percent of the worldwide um wow google has 92 percent worldwide 92 that, you know, that's, I think it was somewhere around 90, but that's higher than I thought. That's insanity. Maybe we should check right. that more often, although maybe You know, not. you got a good business win. Hmm. <laughs> like, holy, holy cow. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't know it was that high. I thought it was in the 80 percentile. I didn't realize. I mean, I know some countries it's 90. I didn't realize it was that worldwide, though. Um, obviously, Russia, no. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Google, I mean, and China, I don't think so. I think Baidu is the king there. But. It's still got to be, I would think. But again, I haven't checked. Yeah, yeah, things are always moving. All right. Now, the Google May 2022 core update, shockingly, is not done yet. <laughs> not that shocking, actually. It, it never seems to happen as quickly as they make it out to be. And, uh, you know, it's it always seems to hit hard um, and somewhat fast but not on the uh, tail end. So, so far, even Danny Sullivan said it's still underway. Don't panic. You know, it's just still happening. And on the panic note, we'll say it again and always say it. Do not get worried about any changes. Uh, they're still, when these are rolling out, it's like you're on a wavy sea. I mean, you're going to be up and down and all over the place. And until it calms out, you're not going to know where you're settling. So don't worry about it. Um, hopefully you're not settling at the bottom of the sea <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to take that a little further away. Um, I don't know how you'd say higher, but anyway, that's where that, that <laughs> metaphor starts to fall apart. Um, <laughs> I thought it was rock solid myself. I, I, I didn't see too. any problem. <laughs> um, in, in any case, it's uh, just hang tight. Nothing, nothing else to really say about that. Um, there are some more information about Google's core updates. So we'll add to our show notes uh, from the Search Engine Roundtable article. Good old Barry again. Uh, and uh, we're hoping that things solidify for everyone in a good way. I mean, we know that local has been 
quite the ride uh, for many of our clients. Uh, that's not unheard of though, especially in local because Google's always messing with that algorithm because it needs so much work. Uh, and some of them are already stabilizing in a more positive positions or where they were before. So we'll see how that pans out and respond to it as necessary. Uh, another piece is that Google is adding learning video rich results. So what does this mean? It's the way the title sort of sounds odd, but these are, uh, it's a schema that you can add to video. It's a markup, whatever you want to call it, that is specifically for searches related to academic learning content. Uh, the, and I'll quote them here, learning video markup, which is what they're calling, is intended to give more visibility into the educational contents of the video. The markup can hold information about the various concepts and skills taught in the video, unquote. Uh, in addition to learning video markup, you must add the video object uh, tag, which is required and recommended in the properties. Uh, I don't know anything about that yet, but we have a link there for anyone who wants, wants to learn more about that. We don't currently have, do we? I don't think we currently have any learning related clients right now. No, at the moment, I don't think we do. No. Good. And, and, <laughs> Always and worry what I forget. <laughs> if we do, I hope they're not listening right now because that's yeah. embarrassing. I'm actually looking at my client list right now to make sure I haven't screwed up. And no, we do not have any educational clients at this point in time. Yeah. Um, I knew that was true, past, but... So I need to be sure. <laughs> we, we have. We absolutely have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, a few other, a few other notes about this, uh, and I should know, I mean, I can't show it to you on the show here, but uh, they have an example of this on search engine land and it, of what it's going to look like in search results. There's no proof in the wild that this is happening yet, but they showed an example and it does look pretty slick and it'll allow you to jump right to the component of the video to, to learn what you need to learn, which is part of what Google already does. But in this case, it allows you to provide that information yourself and set it up yourself, uh, which is always prefer preferable because then you can control things slightly. Um, I'm sure they only take it as a suggestion though, and we'll probably remove any kind of branding you put in there just for fun. Uh, anyway, um, a few more tips here. Video must be publicly available to watch without a subscription. Uh, it must be a minimum of 30 seconds long. And that's the total video duration. The markup must be added to a page where users can watch the video, actually watch the video. It's a bad user experience to point users to a page where they can't watch the video. <laughs> I love that they have to say this. It seems so it is, logical, right? But you know buggers out there who are going to do that, right? And send them like, oh, oh, sorry, no, you have to click this to do this or, or tweet here before you can access it or uh, whatever. Or, or scroll There's, down to the bottom of our page and find where we said click here and click that. Yeah, if you can, yeah, I've interstitials that. popping up as you're going. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've seen everything. Uh, uh, anyway, there's more technical details that can be found, and there's a link to that as well. Uh, Search Engine Land is the source of this article, and we'll have it in our show notes as well. And I wanted to leave you this, this one. This is a, a beauty. Tell us. Yep, I will talk about yep. Uh, so have you heard <laughs> about yep, yep? Yet, yet. I can't even talk. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping over my yeps. Uh, Ahrefs has revealed its new search engine. Yep. Did you, did you figure it was going to be called that? <laughs> I tried yep. to give it away. Yep.com, spelt as it sounds. Uh, I, I guess they first announced this back in 2019, and I completely missed that or, or forgot or something because I don't it remember was, that. 
it was like passing a small town. Boop. Yeah, like a spasm. Remember spasm? Yeah. You used to talk about that. <laughs> no, there's probably like one person out of millions that'll listen to this that uh, will know what spasm is, but you can Google that. Um, so, and uh, they have a huge focus on privacy. So there's no collection of personal information. No search history will ever be stored anywhere. Uh, let's see if that changes. <laughs> you know, they say that now, but if they if it works, maybe that'll change. Uh, the data, the only uh, personal is kind of a loose word data that they will use are the keywords you search for, obviously, uh, your language preference, and they pull that from your browser settings, and your approximate geographical area based on IP, so your, your region or city. Uh, and, you know, really, I think you kind of need that stuff these days or your search results aren't going to be very good. Uh, one thing they're doing that will be different is 90% of avenue avenue of advertising profits will be returned to content publishers. So, you know, think in terms of uh, when you see Wikipedia in a Google search in the knowledge graph or something like that. Uh, when you see that kind of search result in Yep, that advertiser will get a percentage of avenue of why do I keep saying avenue? What is that all about? Of revenue generated from that search. So that's pretty cool if it works. Um, they use one example, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but about Wikipedia. And if Wikipedia actually got the the advertising revenue percentage that, I see you laughing at me. I don't know why <laughs> I keep saying that. I, I don't know what's going on with me. Um, all right. If they actually receive that- stroke, it's okay. I can see you're not traveling. I, I, maybe I am having a stroke. I don't know. <laughs> They're receiving that revenue. Wikipedia could stand to see like $6 billion a year come back to them from Google, just looking at percentages as a comparison. So potentially there's a lot of money there that could go back to their content publishers. So if that works, that could be potentially huge. People- it Sounds like a nightmare to me. Oh, I don't know how they're going to manage that and how, like, you probably have to register as a content provider and there's, oh. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of making that happen, but I and guess they better it have work. it like you take it or leave it kind of thing. Cause otherwise people will complain and argue and it, it could be a complete nightmare, but yeah. I think the trick here is they need a gimmick. They need something to set themselves apart from Google if they want a chance at beating Google. And I think that's what they want to do. You know, they, I read that their end goal is to attract a larger company, for example, Microsoft, and they say Microsoft, uh, to essentially buy them out and incorporate them as part of their platform. Now, I feel like that's a bad idea because has Bing ever acquired something for search and made it better? I, I don't know. I think it's, Bing used to have a pretty huge, we just talked about this. They used to have a huge percentage of market share and now they're down to, what do you say? 3% or something? It's like, anyway. It's pathetic. Yeah. I guess it's, well, you know, way for anyway. Yeah, Ahrefs could make some money though, I guess, in the sale. Um, so if you currently see in your log files and that Ahrefs bot, soon that will be replaced with a yep bot. So keep a, I just like saying yep bot, you know, that sounds mm -hmm. fun. I'm getting that. Um, yeah, I know it's good. Yep. Uh, Ahrefs is currently actually the second most active crawler on the web with 8 billion pages crawled every 24 hours, which is, that's kind of cool. Second only to Google. I, I had no idea their bot was that active. And we just talked a little bit about Index Now. And yes, Yep does have plans to participate in Index Now. So I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm just going to say this new Ahrefs website. That's how I'm going to call it. Yes. Uh, they will be participating in Index Now as well, if you cared. Um, I didn't know that. And then I found it last minute. I thought, well, that kind of ties in nicely. So there you go. Give yep.com a try and then you can forget about it, I guess. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, uh, you know, I... I I looked at it a couple of times and did a, some searches and mm, I feel like if, 
I know, you know, the, the results are questionable in some cases, but also it doesn't excite me. And I don't know what they should do to the GUI to make it exciting and make me want to use it. I really don't know, but what they've done doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. Can you imagine how many patents they have to be careful not to mess oh, with? Crazy it amount, must I'm be sure. a nightmare. Yeah. Well, and if, you, and if you look at even just the way they lay out the search results, it's like Google, you know, with the, the title link and, the, and the, they've got site links and it just looks the same. And I get why it looks the same. It's like a proven format, but I don't know, do something a little bit different, mix it up. I don't know what, but yep. stand out. Okay, Ross? Yep. 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 <laughs> so let's say yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> what were those guys? Was it the Muppet show? And there was like the guys were yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was, what was that? Anyways. It's not going to be overused at all, I'm sure. No, um, not at so all. So just out of curiosity, I got some more Bing statistics, because why not? Um, apparently, Bing gets more than 1 billion visits each month. Okay. Uh, it's Yes, it's second largest search engine worldwide with 2.47% market share. This is from backlinko.com. Uh, Microsoft still generated 8 and a half billion dollars in search for advertising revenue from Bing. That's nuts. Like that's a it's lot just, of money for 2% or whatever it is, 3%. <laughs> no, just think like, it's just, it's staggering. I just, I can't believe it. Um, it's available in 105 languages in 238 countries. Um, this part, I don't quite understand. I think there's more to unpack here, but it says it has a market share of 38.46% among us console users i think that must be hmm. cars and stuff maybe what no, about like make... xbox would the can you search maybe, on your xbox maybe yeah um yeah i guess that would be console so it'd be xbox that makes sense uh, why is it only 38.46 percent it should be yeah. higher <laughs> that's not a good indicator can you, can you put chrome on a on an xbox with google search uh, probably <laughs> i don't have an xbox so i don't know yeah uh, apparently it's grown though since 2019. So uh, in the desktop search engine market, Bing is a global market share of 6.15%. Uh, Bing's share of the desktop search market has grown 26.8% since 2019, increasing from 4.85%. So they're growing <laughs> um, and they're not hurting financially. Holy well, smokes. You, you know, they're doing all right for just a young startup. I mean, wait. <laughs> Bing, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. kind of forgot they've been around since like 1970. And, uh, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll never, uh, what is it? How did I do this? I'll never forget when I went to their Bing launch in Seattle, God knows how many years ago. And uh, were you there with me in that? I was there. That's the one I went to you with. Went yeah. With you too. Yeah. And we went and did that search on the, the Bing. It was to test Bing. And what did we put in there? Something about oh. it sucks, or what did we say? Um, dang it. I do. I, I am forgetting, remember. I guess. I Something remember. like um, sucks. I don't know. And then the first thing that came up was Bing. <laughs> the search that does I don't sound remember. really dang familiar. It, oh, it, it I, was I kind of, it up again. It was kind, kind of in line with the miserable failure searches when Bush would show up. It was kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Only Bing showed up, like worst search engine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. And the first thing, was, and the Bing engineer went pale. <laughs> it was priceless. <laughs> it was priceless. Dang it. I'm going to have to remember that. Uh, You've got to have it as a photo somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a priceless moment. I, I'll just never forget his face. He was not impressed. And I noticed that changed the next day. 
<laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a quick break. We come back. We have some uh, oh, interesting stuff. Uh, actually, quite a bit more stuff to share. So we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. All right, so we've discussed it. Yep, and we've gotten into some Bing. <laughs> now we're talking about uh, Google's title algorithm. This is really kind of boring, but it is notable. And that is that uh, if you have a title tag on your page, but your page, and it doesn't accurately match the language of the page, Google will change the title to match it. I think that's the gist of it, right? That's the gist of it. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll read what you wrote here for titles that are not written in the language or script predominantly featured on a page. Google will attempt to change the title to match the language used. Much nicer way of putting it. Uh, we all know, uh, if you've been listening to the show, if you've been in SEO for a while, you know that Google just takes everything as a suggestion, um, even our rights. So they just go and they, they will change the title. Uh, if they think it doesn't look great, they'll change the description. If it doesn't look, like, uh, look great, all the stuff within search results. So uh, they call it the link title or title link, sorry. Gosh, they love making these names. That was 2021 when they made that up and I forgot all about it. Yep. Uh, uh, next up, and this got, gave me a kick, uh, Sherry Thoreau wrote something on search engine land, uh, common questions and answers about SEO certification from Google. Now, I remember we talked about this a while ago and got a chuckle when we heard that Google was going to do SEO certification. Um, the ending of this surprised me a bit though. First of all, uh, I love that the when... SEOs looked into this a little further. I had to admit, I didn't even bother. But when they did, they noticed that one of uh, Google's instructors were teaching nonsense about keyword density. Uh, that is so dated. It's shocking. I mean, we even then I was scorned for it, but I, I talked keyword density back in 97 to 2000 and still used it, frankly, then it worked great for us, but whatever. The point of the matter is it was, it's ancient. 
ancient history. There's no way anyone should be mentioning that. So that's just an indicator of the quality of that course. Be very careful to put much weight on it or whatever. Um, and and the, the certification, if you get it or anyone gets it, it's not the same as experience. Um, just like a person who just gets out of school with a degree does not mean they're going to be good at their job when they start it. Absolutely not. It's experience. That's more than half the game. Um, and the ending that surprised me is that Sherry actually said she would take it. She would actually do the course. She plans on doing it uh, more. Yes, for the credibility. Um, kind of shudder at the thought, but I guess that makes sense. People will be looking for it. They want to see people who are a Google qualified. And I guess those that don't know better will start using it as a qualifier when they're choosing a company. Damn it. Um, anyway, uh, she also wants to do it to evaluate the course. But I think that all in all, I guess, Scott, you and I will give it a shot. This kind of makes me cringe. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I got to say, I, I am curious if there's anything in that course to learn that would help us. Anything that we don't already know. Um, as soon as you mentioned keyword density, I'm like, oh, well, why would I even give it a, you know, the time of day? Because I, I'm are we going to learn about meta keywords and, um, <laughs> you know, what, what else are we going to learn about? But, um, you know, like, like she says, if, if it adds a bit of credibility, you can say you did it. If people care about that, if potential clients care about it, then you land the business and you, you know, it's not like you have to do SEO the exact way you learn in the course no and maybe way, you huh? learn something. Yeah. I do miss keyword density. Remember, you just like run the site through a, uh, GRKDA. I still have it somewhere. I think I've got it. <laughs> I've got it zipped in a backup drive or something. It was awesome. And it was like, I think it was 7% keyword density and you're golden. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, that was Six it. it was point, like, 6.5 at one point. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It was just never, never, it's like yesterday. You hit that percentage, you're number one. And for those like that. that don't know what the hell we're talking about, it was the, the concept of how many times should the keyword that you want to be ranked for show up on a page, um, uh, you know, in comparison to the rest of the text on the page. It's really just a fancy way of saying, I want to make sure this, this keyword appears a few times on the page. And at the time we decided, well, you know what? And it was great for teaching. I loved it for training you guys. It was awesome. Just make sure everything's at this percentage. Woohoo. Yeah. And I could move it on. Worked. And it did work. It worked fantastic. We had great results. Um, I remember going to uh, this place where was Web Mama was talking. That's, that's her, uh, anyway, she, I, I asked about it at one point, and she just tore, a, tore me a new hole in the middle of this conference thing. I was like, oh, excuse me, not a very <laughs> nice lady. Um, anyway, it was, it was the, the scorn was horrendous. <laughs> but, you, uh, yeah, you gave away a trade secret. That's why yeah, they killed right. it. That's probably what it was. Yeah. I know people didn't like it. And so be it. I, again, it was a phenomenal training aid. And uh, um, yeah, things changed. We moved to other things, but at the time it worked. Uh, anyway, the fact that it's bringing up, they're even, even conceived of it now is kind of scary, to put it mildly. Coming full circle. Yep. All right. The Mueller files. Yeah. I have not seen this. It looks interesting. Actually, I did read these. Um, but why don't you take it away? Yeah, so we've got just a few. They're all pretty small little nuggets. Um, nothing too advanced. Well, nothing even a little bit advanced, really. Um, well, the first one could be potentially. So John was asked, John Mueller was asked on Twitter by Chris Kemper. And I feel like I need to know his name and who he is. And why do I not know who he is? 
Oh, you don't? Chris oh, Kemper. Uh, Link what? Research Tools. He started oh, thank you. I, I read his name and I'm like, I totally know that name and I couldn't place it. It's driving me bananas. <laughs> uh, anyways, he asked about XML sitemaps being blocked to humans. And uh, what did he, and what was his exact quote? I don't have it. That's too bad. Anyways, yeah, he asked John if XML sitemaps could be blocked to humans and if that was okay. Or, why and, would people be doing it, I guess, was kind of the concept of the question, I think. I don't even think he said why, but anyways, oh. he asked if you could, and John's response was, that's fine. These sitemaps are for search engines, and some sites prefer to restrict their access accordingly. That was it. It was really straightforward and simple that you can block your XML sitemap to humans if you want to. And I thought, well, why would you do that? And, and even when we do competitor analysis, we don't always look at the XML sitemap. I guess we do sometimes, but I guess it's more to try to block your competition from seeing what you're up to. Uh, so if you're at that level and you're deciding, you know, I want to just block as much as I can from the competition, you can feel free to block the XML sitemap. Uh, to be clear, though, that is not the same as blocking an HTML sitemap. If you block that from humans and not Google, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen, let's be fair, but uh, that would be a form of spam, essentially. So, um, and honestly, I don't know how you'd even block an XML sitemap, but I, I was looking to try to find a how-to so I could talk about that. And the one place I found said, first, you have to get a WordPress website and then get this plugin and that plugin. Like, well, not everyone has WordPress. That's like totally useless. So if you have WordPress, you can find a plugin to do it. If you have Shopify, you can probably find a plugin to do it or a module. Or a I'm sure there's code to do it for just about anything. Yeah, I'm sure there are lots of ways to do it. But um, if it's something you really want to do, I'm sure you probably already know how to do it. Uh, in this case, Chris, uh, Christoph was saying um, in some of their research, they discovered uh, an XML sitemap protected by Cloudflare. And we use okay. Cloudflare actually in our clients too. He's wondering if Googlebot would type in the captcha that appeared for people to try to access it or just retry later or just ignore it. Um, in this case, I guess it's just protected against scrapers, right? Mm. Um, he says, so Google that's fine. These sitemaps are for search engines and some sites prefer to restrict their access accordingly. I guess you just, he, they didn't really mention this, but I guess John Mueller is assuming that that Cloudflare CAPTCHA is not going to appear if Google goes there. Yeah, which it makes be wide sense. open. Yeah, uh, which, you know, technically is cloaking, but it's not in this case. He gives it a full on, go ahead. So. There you go. All right. Well, block if you feel the need. Yes. And this next one's a riot. I saw this. I'm like, what? Yeah. So uh, uh, this was posted at Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, Jared Carraway asked John via Twitter. It's always via Twitter, isn't it? I guess that's the easiest access to John. Uh, client, My client wants to fill in an empty image alt text with their brand name as a default value. <laughs> I know this won't benefit them, but could it actually hurt them? Um, <laughs> I'll get to John's response first here. Uh, John says, it makes no sense. It seems like a waste of time to me. Once wasted time to, or once wasted time to implement, and again wasted time to clean it up later. Um, so yeah, essentially all images should have text entered into the alt attribute, but a blank alt attribute is definitely going to be better than an irrelevant one. And you know what this sounds to me? It sounds like a client who felt that they knew everything, and this guy's in this awkward position where he's like, "Look, don't don't do it." And the guy wasn't listening, so he's just fine. I'm going to get John to reply. <laughs> then yeah. you have to listen to him. That's probably exactly what it was, because we get that occasionally, clients. And it's not that they... It doesn't happen anymore, thankfully. No, it actually hasn't been years. a while. Um, and it's not always that they're cocky about it. They just they think that this is the way things go. And then they question something that we suggest, because 
you know, keyword density mattered 22 years ago. And now they think it still does, you know, and, and it could be something like that. And they figured that- because they're Google all... certified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that answers it right there. That really yeah, does yeah. sum it all up, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, just keep it relevant, people, and you're good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Do you have anything else to say about that? No. no. The, the next one is uh, something that's been established for years. Um, many of us- uh, well, we don't do it anymore. We've got our own dedicated, but I mean, many people get hosting packages where they're on a server where their website is shared with uh, on the same server is, is lo sorry, it's located on the same server that's shared with many other websites that are also running on the same server. And they technically use the same IP address. This is like a, like living in an apartment building and everyone is at the same physical address. They just happen to have unit numbers. Well, same idea. And someone was asking, does this matter for Google search? You know, should I have my own dedicated IP? You know, will I get any trouble? And John said, no, many sites share IP addresses. We don't care essentially. And, uh, you know, I remember back in the day we used to, you know, just to eliminate any problems, we said, get your own dedicated IP address. And this was when we're talking big companies, uh, that were having issues or whatever it was that was going on. And that was the sound policy then. And nowadays the web has grown so much that thankfully that's not an issue anymore. Even if someone was spamming the crap on out of everything on that server under that same IP address, uh, it wouldn't be applied to everyone underneath it. Uh, it unless I guess 90% of the websites on that IP address were doing it and 10% weren't. Then I wouldn't want to be that 10%. It definitely, yeah, we used to have that whole bad neighborhood component whenever we do website audits. I mean, it's been a long time since we've looked at that stuff. And mm -hmm. and I, I think there was some consensus that, you know, those bad neighborhoods were a problem, but this goes back a long time. I mean, I, I haven't seen anyone talk about shared IPs as an SEO problem in, I don't even know, a decade or more, like a long time. Yeah, the only time bad neighborhoods would perhaps still appear is in that rare instance I just mentioned, but I would say that's even unlikely, but it would appear if you're talking about your link profile, you know, if right. you're getting a ton of links from quote unquote neighborhoods for websites that are in bad areas that have bad reputations and a lot of them, um, and they're overwhelming the number of good ones you have, then that's not a good thing. Uh, so that's the one area that I would still consider it right off the top of my head. Anyway, there may be some others, but that, uh, seems like pretty obvious issue that still exists. All right. Well, that's a good show. I think we, we covered a lot there. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Venak, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The opinions expressed on this program 
are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.